I also, this is definitely uh, my most homer-tastic podcast of all time. I'm bringing the heat. We're going full fucking Lions bandwagon for the week. We're getting hyped this week, baby. None. <laughs> no regrets. Lions, no regrets. Lions week. Oh, yeah. Because here's my deal. Even if the Seahawks win, I feel like this Lions team is going to get out of bed just as hard just to keep the Packers out of the playoffs. Even if we're, like, even if we're, it's not about us anymore, fuck the Packers. Let's go. I feel the same way. I, I totally feel the same way. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't at all feel like Dan Campbell's is the kind of guy that's going to, like, just roll over and be like, whatever. I agree. Oh, well. And I don't think anyone on that roster is either. Like, that roster is young and hungry right now, baby. I also think this is the team, like, everyone that could be the two seed in the NFC wants the Lions to lose or to not get this seed. And that feels cool. Like if if I'm the two seed, maybe I don't want the Packers either. But I'd like I, what I really want is Seattle. Like if I if I'm if I'm that two seed, I'm like give me Seattle over either of these NFC North teams because they're both just hot now. Like they're both started out so murky and are both on a big hot streak right now. And I don't want to play the team that's coming in super hot. That no, I think you're right about that. I think you're certainly right about that. Yeah, fuck the Packers. Let's go. Fuck cheese. For this week, yes. Every other week, I'll take the cheese. Yeah, I'm pretty pro cheese in spite of those Packers. Might it might even double up on the cheese if you want to know the truth. Ooh, yeah, I mean, I've been known to double up on the cheese. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> I've been known to get cheesy and breezy. Ooh, man, that sounds like the title of a big at like a big old Weird Al mixtape. Cheesy and breezy. Cheesy and breezy. I don't know. I think maybe more like cheesy and sleazy. It sounds more like a big Al mixtape. <laughs> cheesy McSleezersons. <laughs> now, okay, so that this sounds like a. Like a Mel Brooks character. Cheesy mixed Leeserson. These of the of cheese. Nice. Yeah. It's like Pizza the Hut's cousin. Who actually looks like like a like a piece of cheese bread. It's like the the <laughs> yeah. sleaze of cheese. Yeah, uh, a piece of cheese bread that I want to eat. Speaking of Mel Brooks, did you know there's a History of the World uh, series coming out? History of the World Part 2 series <clears throat> coming to Hulu? Pretty hype. I fucking love History of the World Part 1. Um, No, I didn't know that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, pretty hype. It's uh, Ike Barinholtz is one of the writers and performers in it, and uh, Wanda Sykes, and a couple other really funny people. This list of fucking quarterbacks that's starting this week is repulsive. Oh, dude, it's it is insane. Uh, by the way, welcome to DTB Two Sports, everybody. What's up? Hi there, ho there, hey there. You know, welcome. Sleeves of cheese coming at you. No one wants to get fucked personally. That involves tentacles. I know. <laughs> what we were looking for is what is the opposite of standing next to an elephant with diarrhea in a hurricane? Ooh, yeah. Give him some tusks. 
dead ringer. Do Scottish boys use underwear? Offense is giving them the business. Dance floor supremacy. What about Potsy in pajamas? What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? You Glizzies and blizzies. He might have even been like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. He's got a big oral fixation. I'm curious. <laughs> the ankle here is if you're any other race, Papa John kisses a fucking racist. Listen, listen, listen. Can I not get the Swedish chef as my quarterback? Sleezes of cheese is coming at you. Not to be confused with breezes of cheeses, which would just be like a nice uh, sniff or waft of cheese on your nostrils as you're waking up in the morning in a French cafe, which would just be the nicest. I mean, I in an ideal world, or in France, I guess that's what it would be. But if you were like somewhere in like Tornado Alley, like a breeze of cheese could be you just getting pelted in the face with pieces of shredded cheese. Or just full big ass blocks of cheese swirling in the wind. Ouch. Yeah, just blasted in the head with blocks of cheese. Man, so or if you uh, were like in a in a stampede after a Packers game, like a stampede of cheese, you could just be getting pelted with those cheese helmets that those guys wear. Yeah, that seems like a shitty way to die. Like, so imagine. So first of all, imagine there is an afterlife, and. You're sitting there looking back on the way you died, and you find out it's by a stampede of cheesehead helmets. Devastating. Just a no. That's you, it. Listen, you have to really regret some life choices. If you were in a place where you could be stampeded by cheese helmets, you're looking back like, damn, maybe I should have just been somewhere else that day. I'm telling you the truth. If you if you die and you get to like the the pearly gates of heaven, and Saint Peter is standing there, and he says, "Well, son, how did you die?" And you say, I got stampeded by cheeseheads. Like, he's just going to send you straight to hell. Like, you're not even getting, okay, you go to hell. Yeah, that's an easy filter. Like, you know, that that person's got a lot going on. They got to make some quick decisions sometimes. Sometimes you don't get to have a chance to hear a whole life story to weigh pros and cons of does this dude go to hell. Sometimes just like, oh, yeah, you died in a cheesehead stampede. Yeah, you go to hell for sure. Yeah, later. Flush. Flush? Is that what you think the mechanism is? You think you actually get flushed? Well, I picture it more like a trap door, really, where they just press a button and just, like, the bottom comes out. But it's more fun to just say flush. What what movie is it where people get flushed? Well, the Harry Potter franchise, they use toilets to get into Gringotts and stuff. Well, not Gringotts. That's the bank. Uh, Into, like, the fucking main headquarters that's not the one i'm thinking of there's another one i figured it wasn't because you're not a hp guy but that is another thing in which people people just stand in toilets and flush themselves down them it's pretty cool there's a there's another movie it's it's something older i'll think of it probably yeah let, let me know but uh, speaking of things that are flush worthy, why don't you give me the list of starting quarterbacks this week? Because I cut you off to start the show, but I do want to hear this list because it is fucking absurd. Well, I don't have and will inform exactly, a lot of decisions made this week or should inform a lot of decisions made this week. Like just going off the top of my head, like all of the following people are starting quarterbacks in the NFL this week. The best sports league in the world. Davis Mills, Andy Dalton. Sam Howell 
is starting for the commies. Nathan Peterman is uh, starting for the Bears. David Blau is starting for the Cardinals this week. Uh, Skylar Thompson. I think Blaine Gabbert is likely going to start for Tampa Bay. Yeah, if you're Tampa Bay, why play Tom Brady this week? Fuck yeah, Josh take a week Dobbs. off, Tommy. I don't think I said Josh Dobbs. That's a Tyler Huntley. Um, the Giants are probably going to start Tyrod Taylor. Like the, all these guys are NFL quarterbacks that are starting this week. All of them. I'm honestly just happy for Tyrod that he's still around. Like, good for him hanging around. What's more impressive is also that, as Bomani Jones calls him, the Peter Man is still around. That's flabbergasting that that guy is still in the NFL. We saw that guy play like the worst quarterback play we've ever seen in the NFL. And he's, that was two plus years ago. And he's still in the league. And starting. Yeah. The Peter man. This is what I was saying. I think I said this to you last week, but if I didn't say it on air, I definitely brought this up to some people in, in casual conversation. But like how in the world are there not 32 people in the world that can play quarterback at a, at a, a competent level? Oh, it blows my mind. It's the same thing with, like... Like, there are a lot of people on this planet. You can't find 32 that can do this? Yeah, it's interesting that there is never truly 32 good quarterbacks in the league at the same time. Like There's not even 32 average quarterbacks in the league. Like, if you have everybody starting who they want to be their starting quarterback, there are still eight or nine guys that just suck. Yep. Crazy. Crazy. It's interesting that wow. the amount of second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chances that mediocre to shitty quarterbacks get, because uh, it reminds me of like the coaching carousel in both the NBA and the NFL, in fact, where it's just like, oh, you've been a head coach before? Yeah, we'll give you another chance. Been a few okay. years. You, did, you you went coordinated somewhere, right? Yeah, good. All right, you learned your lesson. You're going to be a good coach this time? Yeah, we'll give you your fourth job, sure. Yeah. Were you good at it? No, not really. No. Well, maybe this time. Yeah, it's, like, so fucking weird. Who knows? Who knows? Fascinating. Yeah, this this week is just landmine city. Um, Putting together bets, putting together DFS, gambling on this weekend of football just feels like quicksand everywhere around you. But I have some I have fun a, stuff, I think. I do, too. I have a feeling. I don't know. So, um. To, to put this on the record, Dees and I never discuss our picks before going on the air. We just hop on and, and run. But I have a sneaky suspicion that you and I, you and I might butt heads on some things this week. Well, you're probably right. <laughs> I'm willing. I would be willing to wager that you're correct about that. In fact, <laughs> what a side bet on our betting. But. I uh, not with every pick, but there's a couple picks here that my inner fanboy is coming out, so everyone can just presume where I'm going to go with those. And then there's some things here that are an evaluation of what teams need to do to get places and or just their situations currently. We are definitely going to butt heads on some picks. Can't wait to hear it. Based on what you just said. Um, recap three and one week for your boy, Nikki Sager last week, uh, Cardinals plus three and a half win Steelers money line plus one twenty win 
Justin Fields over 71 and a half rushing yards. Uh, that was that was a win in the first quarter. <laughs> Bears plus six and a half lost by a mile. Not even never never in contention. Next, other than zero zero, that was the only time I was hopeful I was going to win that bet. Three and one. Nothing to shake anything at, whether it be a stick or cheese. I would not shake cheese at people because I just want to eat the cheese. Nothing to shake a cheese helmet at. There we go. Nothing to shake a cheese helmet at. Well, would you... Your play is written Yep. What was that? I don't have your plays from last week recorded, I suppose. Do you have... Uh, I actually don't have the notepad I wrote them down on near me currently, but I know I did poorly. I don't remember it, exactly. I think I it, went one and three. Is it near me currently? Uh, actually, no. It's in a third location. Jesus. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure I went one and three. I don't remember the exact bets. I know I, I remember hitting one of them, but I think it's the only one I hit. Bears yeah. Lions both over twenty five points. I remember that. That did not. Yeah, that that, did, that uh, one missed. Um, your parlay almost hit, but the Rams, the Rams let you down. That's all I recall. I don't recall what else you were doing. The, fair enough. Yeah, I I don't remember what the one hit was, but I, I've maybe I maybe I just saw one of a, my legs of a parlay hit and then I went over. It's it's possible I went over, but I thought I got one of my bets. But either way, not a good week after my four and zero week the week before. But uh, you know, hills and valleys, baby, hills and valleys. Hips and nickels. That's what they say. Hips and pickles. Yeah. So. Hills. Nips and pickles? Nips nips and pickles. Pickles and tickles. Uh, I love when it comes back to the tickles. And the pickles. See, I don't like the pickles as much, but they make other people happy, so I'm fine with them. It's fine. Do you eat pickles? Are you a pickle? I don't. I don't fuck guy? with pickles. Yeah, no, I'm not either. a pickles kind of guy, yeah. Yeah, I also don't eat pickles, and it's... I don't hate them enough to like uh, worry about if they're on the side of something because then someone else can just eat my pickle anyway because there's always someone around that wants the pickle. So like that always makes me kind of happy having that to share with somebody. But yeah, I don't fuck with the pickle. Pickles are one of few things I don't eat. And it's one of those things that people are always like, how do you not like pickles? And I'm like, what the fuck kind of question is that? I just don't like them. Yeah. It's yep. Just don't care for them. <laughs> I mean, you don't like eggs. I don't like eggs. What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you think it means? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off the bets this time around. Let's go. Uh, Let's ride. Uh, so my first one is Cardinals 49ers over 39 and a half. Uh, it's, it's this is David my- Blau experience. This is what you're this is what you're betting on. This is much more uh, like I think the 49ers score 30, so I just need the Cardinals to score 10. I think the, Card- the Cardinals offense might get outscored by the 49ers defense. Who? Like, Who? I don't know, man. Fucking San Fran is just a, a buzzsaw, dude. Like, they do not. Yeah. But, all right, so let, let's, let's 
So if the Cardinals can successfully find the end zone once they kick a field goal, I'm confident the 49ers score 30 points. Okay. It's really just a, that's that's all this is really coming down to is I think the Cardinals can score 10 points in this game. David Blau, baby. David Blau. Putting all our money on, on the Blau, the Blau man. <laughs> in on Blau. Here we go. That's my first bet. I mean, it's. Like I said, this this week has a lot of quicksand involved, but this one felt like an angle where I'm like, I mean, I was between this and just batting the 49ers to cover against the spread, and this one felt like a little bit more of a fun angle out of the two. So that game, I don't know, that game doesn't do a whole lot for me. I have uh, a couple different games that do. It, one of them is going to probably – be something that you'll be happy to hear about. So we'll start with that. But leading up to the Detroit Green Bay Sunday night game, which for the record should not be on Sunday night. We'll probably get into this a little bit more later. But as much as I respect almost everything the NFL does and the way that they do their schedule, the NFL schedule is fucked this week. Like this is the, they did a very, very poor job scheduling. But are you talking about just like the times that games are happening at? Yeah, like, for example, like, why, okay, so why is the Bengals-Ravens game and the Chargers-Broncos game at different times, right? Like, the Chargers have a distinct advantage by playing after that Bengals-Raven game ends, because now they know if they have anything to play for or not. Like, why would that not just be those games at the same time, right? You could say the same thing about the Seattle-LA game and the Packers-Lions game. Like, those two games should be at the same time. Right, because Green Bay and like has a definitive advantage going into Sunday night, knowing what happened in that Seattle game, and like for that matter, Detroit has a different outlook on the game as well. But like the Sunday night game should be Tennessee Jacksonville, because that game, it's simple, it's win and you're in, and it doesn't matter what happens in any other game. So yeah, but that's such a bad football game. Do you really want that as your primetime game? Well, so this is the, that's the answer, right? Like that's, yes, I, I know. that's the answer. I know so, you're like, right. I, I, I don't. And I, I don't have a I, terrible problem with that. But in terms of competitive balance, like that's the way that it should have been done. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of comp- competitive balance. But yes, this comes down to the sexiest primetime game possible. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, as a fan, I'm not particularly against that, right? But that doesn't mean that my point is isn't valid. You know what I mean? Oh, you're, I agree completely. You're a thousand percent right in terms of competitive balance. I certainly agree with everything you said there. However, that being said, uh, give me the, give me the Rams plus six and a half, right? I think that this Seahawks team is, I don't want to call them fraudulent, but I think they're fraudulent. Uh, (laughs) I think that they were, overplaying their ability a little bit early in the year. They don't play good defense. I don't have any idea what happened to Cam Akers in the last month, but it seemed like after he forgot how to play football for a year and a half, he like found a book like that. I don't know. He was like, went to a garage sale and found a book that said how to play running back in the NFL. And he was like, Oh look, I've got a dollar 50 in my pocket. Maybe I should buy this. And now I'm a fucking pro bowl running back again. But I would presume that he will not have a hard time running all over Seattle. And Despite what most people think, teams that are in a position playing to get into the playoffs traditionally do not perform well, particularly against the spread. Like, 
teams that are in a spot to clinch a playoff berth playing against a team that is playing for nothing cover less than 40% of the time. And this is not like last year or two years. This is like over the last 30 years. On top of that, this is a division game. And on top of it, I think that as insane as this sounds, I know that the the Rams are pretty helter-skelter with Sam Bradford playing quarterback. I'm sorry, with Baker Mayfield, who basically is just the same thing as Sam Bradford to me. But I think that Sam Bradford can move the ball. I think Tyler Higby should probably have a decent game against the Seahawks defense. That's very able to give up some yards. And I, if you can, I mean, you're giving me almost a touchdown. Like I'll take a touchdown in a division game. Yeah, I bet by you. I think it was great. Um, I too feel that Seattle has some fraudulence to them. I mean, they're just you. This is a conversation we had really early in the season that I think this particular standings demonstrates well that there's a whole lot of mediocrity in the NFL right now. Like the, the plane, there's just a shitload of quote 500 level teams and Seattle is very much that. And LA is probably closer to that than their record really shows when you consider how banged up they got throughout the season. Just, just to make sure I understand, you're telling me that you think the defending Super Bowl champions are almost an eight and eight team. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Weirdly enough. No, I think they probably. Uh, <laughs> I I I think this game will be pretty interesting. Um, obviously, for me, the dog in the fight is the Rams all day. Need him real bad. So obviously, my my cheering interests lie there. But I do think that it's going to be more competitive than the line shows. Let it ride. Give give that Sunday night football game a little more credence. Oh, some more credence. You're not going to sing a song? I thought you were going to like blurt out some CCR lyrics. I you, I got distracted. I'm sorry. I won't lie to you. Uh, just just <laughs> to be very honest about what happened to me there in that moment. Honesty. Yeah, I'm a keep it honest type of guy, you know? I, uh, I like to be honest with my pal about the things I do when I do when I do. When keeping it real goes wrong. <sighs> That's what... That, that's one of the elite tier Dave Chappelle sketches for sure. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so me, another bet. That's where we stand. Talk to me. I've got, I'm deciding which one to give you next. I'm going to go with Bengals minus four and a half in the first half at the end of the first half. Oh, I do think the Bengals win this game comfortably, but uh, the the full game spread was nine, and that number scares me more than them just being up by a touchdown at halftime scares me. The Bengals are an absolute covering machine. Like, fucking, you have any idea how much we should just like start a new podcast and just call it "Bet on the Bengals," and then like every week just put out a ninety second episode that just says, "Hey." If you just fucking did what the name of our podcast is, you'd be at 11 and three this year. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, the, the Bengals are almost coming off a bye week. <laughs> Sadly enough. Yeah. Uh, how do you think, like, not to be insensitive, obviously everyone is pulling for tomorrow here, but how do you think psychologically 
the toll of that moment is going to impact the Bills and the Bengals going into this weekend. Do you, I don't. Do you th- I don't. I was. I was trying to. I was trying to think of a way to conceptualize this earlier, and I could not come up with any any type of answer. Right. Um, I think that my my gut my gut tells me that it's probably going to be motivational for the Bills. I would think that it would not negatively impact their play. It definitely seems like the kind of thing that you can rally around and really use as something to to prop up your 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 feet on. But I mean is that a real life thing or is that like a movie thing? <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. Right? I mean like I mean I I don't know like am I, I think with about the, the full way this works week... in real life or what happens in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I I, the way I think about it, I'm like, with with a full week to shake it off, I feel like this is the type of thing. The Bills go out there and play harder for their brother-in-arms, and the Bengals shake it off, and it's less on their mind once they're in the flow of the game than one would think. If I was guessing pr- respectively to those two teams. But, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I tend to feel like... I tend to feel like once you get on the field... You're just on the field, right? I think that no matter how heavy this is weighing on their emotions, I I I don't think that it's like something that negatively inhibits your your ability to perform. I don't think. Yes, I agree. All right, so we're on to your next bet. We're leading into we're leading right into my second bet, which is actually going to be Bills minus seven. <laughs> nice. And I don't know. I know you asked this question about how I think these teams responded. I don't have an answer for you. I have no idea. I, I gave you what my 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 thought process would be. But honestly, like I think the Bills beat the fucking piss out of the Patriots, whether or not anything had happened at all. Like I think that if if we had nothing to talk about, I, I don't know if this line would be more than seven. I guess I think it probably would be. But I mean, I would be comfortable laying almost two touchdowns with the Bills. It's definitely an emotional spot and it's impossible to gauge how teams react but the patriots like new england just does not play well against good teams like they play okay against not good teams but usually when they go and do a bad matchup particularly one on the road they get completely fucking shellacked and the patriots secondary is relatively unimpressive you know how i feel about their offense in general you know how I feel about Mac Jones. I think that Buffalo just runs away with this game, particularly with something to play for. That makes a ton. I, I too, feel like Buffalo smacks that ass around on New England. Um, I was very close to being one of my bets. I actually, excuse me. I I almost went with that for my third bet. Instead, I actually threw down a Derek's drag of the day. uh, Mainly because the Steelers were at minus two, and I dragged it ever so much. It's half. It's my field. So as well, edged it a little bit, and it literally, you know, it added like it added very little to my total. But it, it got me the it got me the even money versus paying juice, basically. <laughs> so uh, Steelers minus two and a half. Is that well? All right. Um, I don't have I don't have a read on this game. And I like the Steelers. 
um, generally. I feel like I've, I think I've bet on the Steelers on this show three weeks in a row. But I uh, this is Mike Tomlin's time of year. Mike Tomlin is, is sitting on the precipice of yet again maintaining his never dipped below five hundred status, and getting into the and pos- and probably getting into the playoffs with that win. I tend to think that I would I would lean in your direction. Um, I did I did watch every play of the Browns commies game last week and I had a couple different things going through my head one is holy fuck Carson Wentz is a terrible quarterback and the second one was that uh listen Deshaun Watson looked pretty good in the second half he didn't look like vintage Deshaun Watson but he didn't look like two weeks ago Deshaun Watson either right so he definitely looked like he was moving in the right direction I like where you're going this is a stay away game for me it doesn't really have I don't have much of a feel on it but Disagree. How do you like uh, that? Yep. I, I like it. I, so that's there. fair, man. And so there, you got me. Uh, fair enough. No, I, I respect staying away from this one, but this feels like uh, that's, that Steelers time of year, as much as I fucking hate saying that. And, uh, yep, I, I, I think the Steelers get into the playoffs with this one. T3, terrible towel time? <laughs> that's a great T3. Sadly, yes, T3. <laughs> would Hit you, me with a third bet. Would you entertain the notion of betting the Giants plus 14? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I did entertain that notion, but no, I walked away from it because they're not playing for anything. I'm not doing it either, but they're seat they're, they're seated where they're seated. Like they can't they can't get better, they can't get worse. Like they're playing for nothing. I could I I had tried really hard to avoid anyone that was playing for nothing this week. Across my bat, CFS, like everything. Other like than I, Pittsburgh? No, they're playing for a playoff. The, I mean, what, the Steelers what, need like New England. What does Pittsburgh need to happen to make the playoffs? Just, it's a a couple, win a, just a win and a New England loss? It's, it's a win and it, it's like win, New England lose, which we agree is likely, and something else. Like, they need help. But the path, the path there with a win isn't that crazy, if I recall correct. Hang on, I'm pulling up the standings now. No, I think I, all they need is a is a win and a and a New England loss. I think that's it. And a Miami loss. Miami is seated ahead of them, unless they've got the tiebreaker against Miami. Yeah, I don't right. know. Uh, so yeah, it's a New England loss, a Miami loss, and. They win. So, yeah. Are you referring to the the Skylar Thompson-led Miami Dolphins? Is that who's fucking playing quarterback for them? Skylar Thompson. I I think I forgot to mention his name earlier when I was going through the all-pro list of starting quarterbacks this week. I don't even know who the fuck that is. See what I'm saying? Let me me tell you. There are two former backup Lions quarterbacks that are starting in the NFL this week. That's horrible. For different teams. These were guys that weren't good enough to play quarterback for the Lions. Yeah, the, we're really Two reaching of, into the pits. Piss poor. That's crazy. Very uh, crazy. There are a couple different directions that I want to that I want to go with this, but I'm going to stick with the one that's the most bizarre. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go Raiders plus nine and a half at the Chiefs. Um, I got burned by this a couple of weeks ago when I took Seattle in a similar situation. And 
I don't know. Did I mention that Jared Stidham is also a starting quarterback in the NFL this week? I think I might have forgot him. Maybe I left him off subconsciously, knowing that I was going to bet the Raiders plus nine and a half. But the the Chiefs, listen, I mean, we can call this what this is, right? The Chiefs still, I know I've said this before, but the Chiefs have a hard time covering big spreads. The Raiders have offensive weapons. I mean, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs have combined for over 3,000 yards and 26 touchdowns, which is quietly one of the best offensive statistical seasons for a tandem in, in the history of the NFL. I know that Casey is playing for a number one seed. I know the Raiders are not playing for anything. I know the team has a little bit of turmoil with David Carr getting benched and then basically walking away from the team. Like, what do you make of this? What do you talk to, We haven't talked about this at all. Like David Carr gets benched and then he's just like, all right, David fuck. Carr. Did I have I been saying David Carr again? Uh, you actually do this all the time, and like half the time I don't correct you, and half the time I don't. But uh, yeah, I, I crack I crack up about God, it. it. He's forever David to you, <laughs> Eric. Yeah, like what do you make of this? Like Derek Carr gets benched, and then he's just like, okay, fuck you, and just like stops attending team activities. I mean, it's if you're him, you're probably thinking like. The quarterback situation in the NFL is so bleak that you'll still be able to get paid somewhere next year. So fuck it. Fuck the Raiders. I'm out. You're not concerned about other teams, like, thinking you're a dick? Like, I don't know. If you're a GM, like, would you want to sign a guy that does that? Wouldn't you at least have oh, I mean, I wouldn't want to sign him, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying his thought process is probably like, fuck him. I'm still better than half the quarterbacks in the league. Someone will pay me. Derek Carr has the worst winning percentage of any Raiders quarterback in the history of the NFL with like over, over 20 starts or something. I don't know what the number Whoa. is. Oh, that's bananas. Um, and who the fuck knows? I mean, uh, probably not a smart move by Derek Carr. You're a hundred percent correct about that, but which just not, like, I don't know. I mean, even if you, no matter how upset you are with the team itself and with, with management or coaching or whatever, like, wouldn't you just be cool to, like, your teammates? <laughs> like, like they're not the ones that benched you. Like, I don't know. I, it's bizarre to me. The Colts or the commies will still sign him next year. I don't know which one. One of the two will sign him, though. Nice. Uh, the Chiefs' last last five games, three-point win against Denver. They did beat Seattle by 14. Six-point win against the Texans in overtime. Uh, Six-point win against Denver. Three-point loss at the Bengals. So it's not a team that, that that crushes people, no matter what people think. I think people still think that Kansas City is this unstoppable buzzsaw on offense, which they're like, I mean, they're amazing because of Patrick Mahomes. But you take him off this team and you're like, yeah. Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is my MVP this year. Everyone's always looking around for the next new thing. But to me, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if, if Jalen Hurts had stayed healthy for the rest of the year, I'd say Jalen Hurts. But especially if they fall out of this spot. It becomes Mahomes. I okay, there's two things I disagree with <laughs> that you just said in one sentence. Um, I think Mahomes should definitely be MVP over Jalen Hurts only because Jalen Hurts has so much more on that team. I mean, look, they're still a competitive team without him, right? True, I agree. If you take Mahomes off Kansas City and you you're trotting out Gardner Minshew, who's throwing the ball to Marquez 
Valdez Scantling and Nicole Hardman instead of like Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. Like, I don't think you have a similar transition, right? Completely agree. Yeah, I also you don't get like, Kelsey, really understand but... why. I don't really know why Hurts like lost MVP votes because he got hurt. Like, I would have never voted if I had to, like I have a fucking vote. But in the hypothetical world where I do, I wouldn't have voted for him above Mahomes anyway. But I don't think the fact that he got hurt and then all of a sudden they start losing games should like like shouldn't that make him more likely to be MVP than less likely? Uh, I actually I do think it reflects well on it shows his importance to the team. But I'm still the value is in the result to me to a degree. And you're, yeah, but that's the result. Is that, the result is losing games without him. Like that's a result. Yeah, that is a, I mean, that is an analysis of the result, but the, the result I'm referring to is instead of being a one seed, you're now a two seed. Like, and now you have to play a game in the first weekend instead of having a bye week. And like, nah, they're still a one seed. I'm, I'm saying if the worst case scenario happened, they lost again this week and someone t- overtakes it. Cause now they're in a spot that it can be overtaken by a team or two. Like what seemed like there was going to be a walk off three weeks ago is now needs to be defended that bye week. I still think it's, I don't know. I think it's Mahomes nonstop. But people have a, it's just what it, like people have a hard time voting for the same guy every year, right? Yeah, I mean Whether we see it in the NBA. I know. We see it, yeah. Like love oh, him or hate him, LeBron James should have a minimum three more MVPs than he has. How many does he have? Like three or so. I really don't know the exact number that LeBron has, but he should probably have like three more than he has at some point scattered through he the past like 15 years more. in which he's only gotten like one. Yeah. He should have like six more MVPs. Yeah. Like, I mean, love him or hate him. He's been the best basketball player in the world for most of the past 20 years. But yeah, people want to vote for a new player. And, uh, you know, and I, I get that. I too am swept up and like, I'm on Luca mania this year. Just part of it's because it's a new guy. And uh, part of it is I, I bet that two months before the season started, I was pretty confident this was the Luca year, and it sure looks like it. And part of it is that he had the only 60-20-10 game in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Fucking insane, man. So insane. These games are getting, I hate to say this, but I think that the product is getting a little bit diluted because this happens with the increase in frequency that games like that happen is getting out of control. Like, Giannis just had like a 55, 14, 12 game or something the other day. Like, this is not. Giannis just had a three game have... stretch that he averaged like 45 and 19 or some nonsense like that. Like, that shouldn't happen multiple times in a month. Like, that should happen oh, yeah. once every six years. No, for sure. Uh, players are having lifetime performances. Um, our guy, Lori Markinen, had like a 47 point game last night. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard you say on this show. Lori Markinen? Like, what the fuck? Dude, love our guy, Lori Markinen, though. Shout out carrying our basketball team right now. Bad fucking ass. But when we get to the Lori Markinen part of the show, I know we've drifted far enough off topic that we should probably bounce back. So where are we? No, it's good. I I have no regrets. You know I love a bounce around. That was my well, we're on your prop bet. That was my that was my third. Raiders plus nine and a half was, was play number three for me. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you know, when you get on the Derek and David Carr Express, things are bound to get off the tracks in a hurry. 
So I decided to go back to go back to basics for your boy. Uh, I wanted to go back to the early season when I couldn't get off a of betting quarterbacks to throw over one and a half touchdowns. Great. Because <laughs> it worked so well for me then. It didn't work well. That's the joke. If you haven't listened to our earlier that, content. Unimpressive. But I think this one's going to hit. And this is the Homer picks beginning. Goff over one and a half throwing touchdowns. Fuck. At plus 120. Jared Goff. Plus, plus Jared Goff. Yeah, plus 120. So the I guess. At, okay, I think it's bizarre that that's plus money. The fear has to be that. Seattle wins, and then therefore Detroit is playing for nothing on Sunday night, right? Is that that? That's why that's plus money. That shouldn't be plus money. I agree, it shouldn't be plus money. That was why I liked it so much. Jared Goff, Jared Goff, so one of the yeah. best quarterbacks in the league this year. Jared Goff. I don't know if we were actually recording or not when we were saying this earlier, but. I, I do think you had mentioned this, and I, I very much agree that I think that even if even if the Lions are eliminated from playoff contention, like I still think that everybody plays that game against Green Bay. I don't think that oh. I don't think Jared Goff takes a seat. Everybody plays, and everybody plays hard still in that game. This Lions team, they're gonna get out of bed to say FTP, fuck the Packers, let's go. So hard. So hard. Yeah, so my, my Lions homerism begins in this moment. Jared Goff over one and a half. Less fucking go. FTP. All right. So I have a... There's an angle that I want to play here that's super interesting. Is it a Kurt angle? It a, a Kurt angle? Like a Cousins angle? No, like Kurt, uh, the professional wrestler, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah, man, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle he used to come down. He, he would chug milk in the ring. Great. Yeah, dude, Kurt Angle was awesome. Did he like spill it all over himself and have like glorious white milk cascading down his chest? Sometimes, yes, it was beautiful. I love it. I love it. One of the best to ever do it, folks. (laughs) But I'm sorry. Please give me your actual pop bet. So there are two ways of doing this, and I'm going to do it the the bizarre way. (laughs) But I'm going to do Zay Jones, 90-plus receiving yards at plus 300. Zay Jones, 90 or more receiving yards is plus 300. The angle, without the milk, is that Zay Jones needs 91 yards to get an extra $500,000. It is a performance bonus. Nice. If you want to be normal about this, you could just, (laughs) you could not juice it up, and you could just take him straight up over 58 and a half receiving yards at, like, regular juice. But... I like the plus 300. I like the idea of him getting to that number to get his bonus. I think teams generally want players to do this, right? I think players want to do this. I think teams want to do this. And on top of that, Tennessee's secondary is terrible. I mean, like, absolutely horrible. Real bad secondary. 
It's interesting because there's like a it's almost the exact same scenario for Christian Kirk. <laughs> nice. I love that. Dude, I, I'm really hoping to see Jacksonville pull this game off and not like if Jacksonville loses this game, Jackson, it's going to be because Jacksonville does it to themselves somehow. It's going to be like they lose in such like a, they had two shit turnovers and just like ugly things happened. Like that's the path to Jacksonville losing this game. They should win and get into the playoffs. And I'm excited to watch that. You don't think it's going to be the high powered Tennessee offense behind Josh Dobbs? I would hope not, but again, like it would be so Jacksonville if it somehow was. It would be it would be so Jacksonville. I'm telling you, man, it would just be the most Jacksonville thing ever. I actually didn't touch that game in any of my betting because of that, where I was just like, ah, it, everything tells me Jacksonville's better than Tennessee, but ah. if you were to force me to pick a side, I would pick Tennessee. Yeah. Not that I don't think they'll win, but I mean, you're getting almost a touchdown. Like it's still yeah. a division game. It's still a, a, a team fighting to get, I don't know. It's that makes sense. Like I said, that's why I, I couldn't touch the game. I, I couldn't bring myself to, but, uh, tight. Those are the props time for some parlay. I like that Zay Jones prop a lot, by the way, at plus 300. That that's a fun number. That's not like an insane number for plus 300. That's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. I don't think so either. Tennessee has given up like over 4,400 yards passing this year. Hell yeah. All right. My parlay has two forms, and I actually bet both of them. There's the less extreme version, which is two legs at plus 876. And then there's the juice it up an extra notch that brings it up to plus 2,096. Fuck. Yeah. So I've got both of these bets in. The two legger. Is the Lions dream scenario. Rams money line. Lions yes, money yes, line. Yes. Yes, baby. Lions parlay. That's that's the two-legger. That's the that's the things we need to happen. And then the funny, like the NFL is a funny place, and these types of things happen. This was my one game I dipped into that's of no consequence. You add Texans money line to that, <laughs> and it brings it plus 2096. Like I can see the Texans winning this weekend. I, I, a couple I, bad teams. The Colts. I could see. Uh, I could see TCU winning this weekend against the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was a hilarious add-on when I saw it because I, I knew I was gonna. I knew coming into today that I was gonna do a Lions get in the playoffs parlay. I knew that much, and then just as, to make it plus 2k by just adding the texans on seemed like a fun little icing on the cake no that yeah that is fun i'm I'm super down with that yep that that's my two different versions of the parlay but let's fucking go lions victory <laughs> jesus i know man i'm sorry i'm going full homer over here by the way congratulations man i didn't even get to congratulate you your giants are in the playoffs damn right they are dude yeah Fucking A, dude. G-man. Impressive. <clears throat> G-Man. And. Uh, oh, I, I also right. have a lot of preseason bet that the Lions make the playoffs that's going to punch that's on Barstool. I forgot about. Super live. If the, if that know, happens, it'd be cool. Do, do you know who, who the Giants, I'm sure you do, but do you know who the Giants would play as of right now if, if when the playoffs start? 
the Vikings. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, I know. I know you love that. I know you love that. Yeah, and exactly who I would want them to play. Yeah, no, that's the that's the dream draw matchup if, if you're the Giants going into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, when well, the alternatives are playing like the 49ers or the Eagles, essentially. Yeah, give me the Vikes all day. That's why I was like, as a Lions fan, I was hoping the Vikings would hang out of that two seed because I want I wanted the Vikings in the first round. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to fucking uh, go to San Fran. Fuck no. There's a reason I didn't mention Brock Purdy on the list of terrible quarterbacks starting this week. Well, he's not a terrible quarterback. Well, that's the pretty simple reason. That's a pretty simple reason. My my man is good. All right, baby. Uh, hit me with a parlay. I had a, a a crux fell into what I had, so I'm 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 trying to re rebuild it on the fly here. One of my one of my props is is no longer on the board that I was eyeing yesterday, and I don't even know why. Like I'm concerned if someone got hurt or something came out that somebody's not going to play anymore. Because this would impact my DFS lineup as well. Rut rub. Oh no. Oh hamburgers. <laughs> it's a it's a very Butters is a super underrated South Park character. Butters is my favorite South Park character. I think I think Fellers. he's the best one. Fellers. Fellers. There's I've I've said for many years there's three categories of South Park episodes that if you can if you notice right away you're in one of these three categories you know you're in for an elite tier episode of South Park and those categories are a butters centered episode a Canadians centered episode oh yeah and shit what was the third one thinking Oh, and t- oh, if Towelie shows up, that's the third one. I don't get that, but I don't, I don't indulge in the Towelie episodes that much. Oh, fair enough. I think the Towelie episodes are quite funny. But that's fair. You know, it's not for everybody. He's just a towel. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to simplify... Maybe I did this backwards. Maybe I should have put the plus 300 Zay Jones in the parlay instead of straight up. That might have been the the, the move here. But we're going to do we're going to do straight up props. We're going to do Zay Jones over 58 and a half receiving. We are going to do Jared Stidham over 235 passing. Seems like a very low number. Yeah, I agree. In a game that they are going to, I would assume everyone thinks they'll be playing from behind most of the game. That's going to involve a lot of passing. And Jared said him. I hate to say this because I feel like it's so common that a backup quarterback comes in or starts a game and like looks really good. And you're like, whoa, look at this fucking guy. And then like a month later, you're like, God, look at this fucking guy. Right? Like, I feel like once there's some film out, teams like, figure out backup quarterbacks really quickly. Yeah, I, I agree with that mostly. But he looked relatively sharp against a San Fran team that that I love <laughs> last week. Yeah, I mean, if 
I I would think that if you can produce at that level against the 49ers, you should be able to replicate that against the Chiefs. Right. Like, even if there's more tape on you now, the level of secondary is so much worse. And then we're going to do Derrick Henry over 21 and a half rushing attempts, 21 and a half carries. Bell cow Derrick Henry, that makes a ton of sense. Yep, yep. Josh Dobbs, Bell Cow, Derrick Henry. That takes us up to around six to one. That's probably not enough. You probably want something else in there, don't you? I mean, let's get a little spicier. Why not? You know, it's the last week of the regular season, baby. Let's add you some spice. Want to get weird with it, don't you? I do want to get weird with it always. All right, I have one more idea. Weird is my wheelhouse. But there's not a lot. Of, there, it's so fuzzy in terms of who's playing for certain teams. Like, it's very, very fuzzy. Would you even say it's so fuzzy is, was he a bear? Yes, I would. Yes, you would. He, oh, he was a bear. Okay, this is a banger. I like this one a lot. Uh, this is what I was hoping to find. I couldn't find any props on this game. I had to go to a third different book. Tyler Higby over 28 and a half receiving. Okay, right on. I I liked that. That's, yeah, that's, that's a low number to clear. It's like three catches for 35 yards. Very yeah. achievable. It's Seattle. Yeah. Higby. Higby, 28 and a half. Henry, 21 and a half. Carries. Jared Stidham, over 234. These are all overs. Jared Stidham, 234. Passing. Zay Jones, 58 receiving. That'll get you to basically 10 to 1. 10 to 1 is sexy, my friend. That's That's wonderful. Very, very sexy. Hell yeah, dude. Sweet, sweet parlay. How did you put together a DFS lineup this week? A, how'd you put one together with all these goddamn quarterbacks playing? And how did you put one together with, like, not knowing what's going to happen in games? I put one together that... So, I the first thing I did was pick Steelers defense. Like, like you've talked about repeatedly, they're a different defense now that they've got their star player back. Um, and... Uh, I think as like you've said, Deshaun Watson's getting better as the weeks go on, but I could see the Steelers defense easily getting a defensive score against this Browns team. And that if you have that home run potential in any game that makes a defense at 3,200 feel like it's worth playing. Uh, so I started there and then I went to Gardner Minshew because I feel like, Oh, the Philly thing is win and you get the one seed, period. Nothing else can happen to you. Lose and it gets murky, but sure. win and that one seed is yours. Plain and simple. They're, they're one of those teams that their result is strictly in their own hands. So I love that at 5,500, especially a guy with tons of stackable weapons. And I actually have two versions of this, and I'm going to have you help me pick between the two. Nice. It's uh, only only a two-player difference between the two. So I'm going to give you all the pieces that stay the same first. Then I'm going to end on the final two pieces that I have. So after Minshew, I went to... Dallas Godair again, bringing that back. It didn't work for me that hot last time, but he's a good enough tight end that I feel like he's bound to have his good weeks. And at 4,900, felt like a great time to play him as ever. 
Uh, then I locked in my pair of running backs that stays the same across both, which is Najee Harris at 6,100. So I get that little defense and running back stack, which I'm actually coming to like. I, I really like the thought process behind that. I like the idea of like, this I is how a team's controlling the game. Yeah. yeah, I'm in on this one more. It's, it's one that I'm really falling into the past few weeks now, and I'm really digging. And this one is based on teams who aren't playing for that much but are in the playoffs tampa bay so i thought rather than going i didn't want tom brady because hell he might not play and i think they're going to want to give playoff lenny some rest for the playoffs so give me rashad white at 5400 i think the younger running back gets a lot of carries this week against atlanta team that's pretty fucking bad and is playing for nothing okay but like a nice bargain play at running back and then the two pieces of wide receiver that stay the same in both lineups are Christian Kirk at 6,200, Watson yeah. at 4,500. Jahan playing for relatively nothing, but is the youngest player in that wide receiving group. So most likely to still just play because you're not that worried about managing him or whatever. And he's still kind of one of your pieces of the future. So you want to keep getting him reps, keep developing him, if you will. I love Deshaun, uh, Jahan Dotson. I want to try to track him down in some some dynasty leagues. I want to figure out what it would cost to to get some dots in my life. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I like the dude as well. So I now would not be we get to... surprised if two years from now, like after next football season, going into the 2024 season, I would not be at all surprised if Jahan Dotson, like fantasy-wise, is getting drafted ahead of Terry McLaurin. I do like that. That's a bold take. I would argue that he maybe he should be. I think that makes a ton of sense. That would be up. interesting. Going I, I forward jumped the for gun. That, for I'm sure. sorry. Jumped the gun. Saw good, man. All right. Here's where I need help narrowing down. I've got two different pa- pairs here. One of them is T. Higgins at 7,600. And David Montgomery at 6,500. This is like a, a pair. It's a duo. As a, as, a du- as a duo to round out the rest of the lineup, I've told you. Okay. And then the other version is the rest of the lineup with A.J. Brown and Cam Akers instead. I, I'm all over. Well, I don't know about the A.J. Brown side, but I, I definitely have Akers in my lineup. I talked about Akers a little bit earlier. You know my 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 Akers love. Garage sale book, baby. Well, that wasn't the story. I enjoyed the journey as you laid that one out for me for sure. Um <laughs> so it's interesting. If I go if I go to T. Higgins and Cam Akers, I have four hundred remaining and could look at different spots where maybe there's an upgrade to be had. So that so that like that's if I get rid of AJ Brown, who I just kind of, he's talented and it worked with the Minshew thing, but I'm not insanely attached to, and I do already have a stack there with Dallas still. Um, so another option I could do is put T Higgins back in that spot, gain that 400 back. Um, but I don't really like Mike Williams, uh, Tyler Lockett, Chris no. Olave, which are some of the receivers around no. Christian Kirk. No. So I like Christian Kirk more, keep him in there. Like, All knows. Stick with Kirk. Yep. 
I just hate leaving this much money on the table. Maybe there's a better defense I can get for that extra 400. Um, I could get like Chargers defense against Denver with that 400 gap there uh, instead of the Steelers D. Uh, I might just. I always hate leaving money on the table, but sometimes I just look at a thing and I'm just like, this is better than any of like the slight upgrades I could make financially, you know? I don't think there's anything wrong with leaving money on the table. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think if you're leaving a thousand plus on the table, and I think you need to evaluate. You can so, evaluate but, that. But like 400, 500, I think I agree with you that ultimately one shouldn't worry that much about doing so. Because like the only one I come close to, but not quite being able to pull off getting Travis Etienne instead of Najee Harris. That's intriguing. But so not, if I wanted to do that, I would need to shave three hundred off of my base or shave two hundred off my base thing. Um, you need three hundred bucks. Two hundred, in fact, two hundred. Go from the Bear uh, Steelers to the Vikings. That'll get you two hundred bucks. Ooh, uh, yeah, I like I like bucks. that with I like that with no Justin Fields. Yeah, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, fuck the Peter man. Vikings trying to get that two seed back. Yeah, I love that. Fuck yeah. Th- uh, there we go. Thanks for talking me through that. Uh, so the final version of this: Gardner Minshew, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Jahan Dotson, Dallas Goder, Cam Akers, and Vikings D. That's Froggy. I like that a lot. This is like this is the week. I mean, to me, it's all, it's so bizarre how I do things like this. Like every single week I preach the importance of having a cheap defense, right? Like every single week. And now this week when there are going to be a lot of reasonable options, because so many teams are not going to be playing their starters. I'm looking at this line, this lineup that I built and I've got the fucking 49ers who's the most expensive defense on the board. That's, that is funny how that works, but you know, it's just like uh, some weeks is just the time to do it. So let me walk you through. There are four pieces of my lineup that I'm committed to. All right. So there's there's four right. things that I, I I have locked in that I'm not moving. All right. And then we'll we'll play around how we can where we can go with the rest. All right. Tight. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Those two are Jimmy Jacked in my lineup. No matter what, I think that the Bills crush the Patriots. And I'm just really, I'm not that intrigued by any other stackable pieces. Like, didn't feel like doing the Gabe Davis home run or nothing. No, no Gabe Davis. I you could possibly talk me into putting in Dawson Knox, but for now we're 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 just doing Allen and, and Diggs. Running backs, I've got Acres and I've got Tyler Algier. So. Uh, Allen and Diggs are are expensive, man. That's eighty four hundred and seventy nine hundred. Acres is only sixty two. Algier is only fifty six. Uh, Algier is coming off an eighty three yard one touchdown game two weeks ago. A buck thirty nine with a touchdown. He also needs a hundred to get to a thousand, which I think is a big thing for a rookie. And I don't think Tampa Bay is going to play a whole lot on defense. I think Tampa Bay is going to re- relax their defense and give him some opportunity to run. 
Yeah, got two teams playing for nothing. So those are my four pieces that I want to I want to work around, right? Um, I've got Greg Dortch in at wide receiver for the Cardinals. He's very cheap. He's only 3,800. 21 targets over his last two games. That's a fuckload of targets. One of them was productive. One was not. It's a little bit concerning that you can somehow find a way to only gain 15 receiving yards when you have the ball thrown to you 10 times. <laughs> like he did last week. However, yeah, that's discouraging. With with the amount of guys that aren't playing and the amount of attention that he's going to be getting as far as the ball going in his direction for only thirty hundred bucks, I think it's it's worth it, right? Like you figure out a way to do something, man. You know. Um. So I needed a value piece. That's my value piece after spending. 16,000 on Allen and Diggs. I think that I'm intrigued by the notion of putting uh, Madison, Alexander Madison, as a flex running back for only 5,100. I think that it's very conceivable that the Vikings jump out to a quick lead and then Dalvin Cook takes a seat and Madison gets some good, good second half leg against a Bears team that can't fucking stop anybody running the ball. I think that's the reason for sure. What what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you like that that piece? What's the price tag on that piece again? 51, 5100. I do like that at 5100. I think that's pretty darn feasible what you're saying there for sure. Like there's not a whole lot else in the area that I like. You know what I mean? Like Zach Moss. I mean, you could do Zach Moss at 5200 against Houston. But I've I haven't been impressed with Zach Moss. I mean, he's been getting all the all the work one can hope for, and it's just not really doing much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's his last three games, he has fifty-one carries. He's never gone. To, he's had eighty-one yards was his best game. No touchdowns. I don't know. A lot of leg, but not a lot of productivity, right? And the Colts. God, that team is embarrassing. Fucking um, embarrassing. Bam Knight. Bam Knight. I, I like Bam Knight. I like the Jets. Their offensive line is really in bad shape. I, I don't know if I can put put anything behind that. This this whole area is just shitty. Like, there's not a whole lot to play with, right? If you want to get really, really creative, this might be a, another way of doing it. You could I, you could put in the 49ers running back Jordan Mason for only 5000 I can't imagine CMC sees the field very much this week, right? <laughs> Yeah, I would absolutely imagine that. But I think I feel more comfortable with Madison than Jordan Mason. What do you think? I I agree. A um, little bit more proven, a little bit more more tread on the tires. I agree. So now, okay, so this is this is where we are. So this leaves us with thirteen thousand to fill four spots: tight end, wide receiver, and defense. The way that I have it now. Is at Dotson at 45, Higby at 44, and the 49ers at 41. So I guess that the, I love all three of those players. Here's the the concern for me, right? Is I love Higby, I love the 49ers. I hate spending that much money on a defense, but I mean, fuck, man. I, I told you earlier that I think they can outscore the the Cardinals' offense. <laughs> If I am 
like let's say we go from Higby all the way down to the Vikings, which which I like. I'm sorry, if we go from the 49ers down to the Vikings, that frees up twelve hundred dollars. So that gives us the ability to go from a forty five hundred dollar Dotson all the way up to fifty seven hundred. But there's not a whole lot that I like there. Like I, I'm just like climbing this ladder, and it's just like no, 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 no. Like Tyler Boyd, KJ Osborne, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood Brown, Gabe Davis, yeah. Josh Palmer. I don't want to like none of these yeah. guys do anything for me. If it if it could free it like if it freed up another five hundred or so and got you in like the Michael Pittman and above tier of like Chris Olave. DK Metcalf, et cetera, then it then maybe. But yeah, that 57 and down is a pretty murky tier of like, uh, it's all super meh. It can get you Mark Andrews. Yeah, but that's so hit and miss. I know he finally had a good week last week, but I don't know, man. I love Mark Andrews normally, but like, whew, that's a that's it's tricky to me right now. I don't know if I love Mark Andrews this week or not. Mark Andrews hasn't scored in 10 weeks. The last time he scored, they were playing the Giants in week six. Oh, he scored last week. No. Didn't he? No. He had a good Are game. Sure? He had 100 yards. He didn't score, though. Oh, okay. All right. Fair oh, enough. Oh, you know yeah. what? I think he scored and, and he had a, a touchdown called back. I think he, oh, okay. I think that happened. <laughs> In my head, I was like, I, swear, I thought I saw him score at some point, but I, that could have definitely happened for sure. Wasn't that the night game? Was that the, the Sunday night game last week? Um, God, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was. We're going to stick with the assumption that it was, and all I'm getting at here is assuming that it was the Sunday night game, I was super drunk by the time that game started. Heard that, Chef. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you, like, I don't, nothing Nothing on the going up from Dotson thing really does a whole lot for me. Unless, yeah, I don't know. I, you have to, like, really climb the ladder. No, I think you stick anywhere. with Dotson, man. I, we've said it before. Just because one typically doesn't do a thing doesn't mean one always shouldn't do a thing. Like, fuck it, play an expensive defense for a week. If there's ever a week that it's a good time to do it, it's an elite defense against what should be a completely inept and terrible offense. Like, this feels like, especially with everything else that built, like, that, that defense could easily score two touchdowns. I know. David Blau? Yeah. That defense could definitely pitch a shootout. Like, I say go for it. I know it's not uh, a super common thing around these parts, but I th- I actually, I eyeball the way to, to play 49ers defense early, but decided I didn't have enough other value that I wanted to play around it personally. But with what you've built, I kind of dig it. So we're at Allen and Diggs. That's the only, the only stack. No bring back because fuck New England. Uh, Akers, Algier, and Madison, which seems like a disgusting trio of running backs, but I, it makes sense in week 18. Our dumpster diving wide receivers are Greg Dortch and Jahan Dotson. And then we round it out with Higby and a uh, top-tier 49ers defense. 
Dig it, dog. All right. We'll, we'll play it. We'll, we'll, we'll let it ride. Play it. Is there anything nice. else? Like, I, is there any other stackable game that uh, appeals to you? Like, I, the only other one that I see that I would want to fuck around with would be the Bengals. Like, I would play, like, a big-ass Bengals stack. It's, it wasn't a very stackable week at everything I was looking at. There was a lot of, like, one sides I wanted to play. Uh, it's a very confusing. You're probably right about... It's a very confusing week. I would really love to week. have been able to do a Jared Stidham lineup if they play on Saturday. That would have been, like, the way that I would want to do this. Yeah, the Saturday thing is obnoxious. Is there a... God, this is so terrible. Is there a Deshaun? No, not against Pittsburgh. Nope, I want no piece of that. It's so insane looking at the list of quarterbacks because, like, <laughs> Josh Allen is the most expensive at 8400 And then once you go down, it's like a list of guys that are, like, not playing. Lamar Jackson. Oh, huge Justin list of guys. Yep. Tua, Brady. Like, none of these guys are even going to play. Like, you have to get so far down before you get to – I mean, maybe Hurts might play, I guess. I don't know. But I don't think he's. I don't think he's legitimately in play this week for lineup construction. Would you entertain? I mean, would you play a Hertz lineup? No. You think he plays no. more than a half, even if he plays? I can't imagine he plays a full game. I just presume he's not going to play at all. If 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 I'm Philly, even with the one seed being in peril with a loss, like. I'm not playing him. You got to let him get completely right for the playoffs. I can see them putting him in for a little bit just to get some game action, right? Like, I, I don't know if you want to go into the playoffs with your quarterback having not played for five weeks. That's fair. But I don't see a, a, a I, I can't even consider a world where he plays the whole <laughs> game. No, and again, it's, their opponent is playing for nothing. Your, your opponent probably won't start their quarterback and is playing for nothing. So, yeah, you don't really like, have to work that hard to just win this game if you're Philly. I have an NBA thing. Fantasy Basketball Invasion Minute. I don't, I, so I don't understand. This, the, the NBA, I have a harder and harder time understanding as time goes on. Like, the amount of times that I'm just looking at the bottom line on ESPN and I see a team that's winning by like 45 points is insane to me. I can't believe the amount of blowouts in the NBA. It's bizarre. Yeah, and it's all like, and it's in both directions too. OKC just beat Boston by 30 this past week. And they weren't even playing their best players. OKC yeah, wasn't like, playing them. The fuck? Yeah, like, it's so, like, so it's the M- I have not had my most successful NBA season um, in bets at all. Uh, DFS, I've got my money back here and there and gotten little wins, but nothing major. Um, this one is actually a pretty well balanced. Like, I don't have any insanely cheap guys, and I only have one reasonably expensive guy. It's a lot of middle on this you lineup start. by Bill. You gotta, you, we've talked about this more than once. Have you started looking at betting NBA props? Like, I feel like this is so far up your alley, and you just don't do it. No, I've, I got to get better about looking at the props for sure. Well, I I put together some prop haul that haven't done well. That's uh, one chunk of it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so this lineup 
I've got Trey Jones playing against Detroit tonight at 5,700. Uh, your guy, Isaiah Quickly, playing against Toronto tonight. Emmanuel 60. Quickly. Oh, God damn it. What? I always I always want to say Isaiah with him. I have no, no I, I cannot have, get. I've Emmanuel, my, my. I've been under the impression that David Carr has been playing for the Raiders all year, so it's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, for some reason, I always want to call Emmanuel Isaiah. Anyway, yeah, Emmanuel quickly, 6,300. Uh, I've got both Bo- both the Bogdanoviches in this one. So first, Bojan Bogdanovich at 6,300. And then I was like a week and a half premature the first time I called for this in the lineup, John Collins. But now is the time. He's coming off a few different double-doubles recently, 20-point games all over the place, and he's playing the Lakers tonight. So for 6,400, the Lakers, no Anthony Davis, should be able to drub him up real good inside. Uh, Brooke Lopez against Charlotte for 6K. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich again against the Lakers for 5,900. Lugents Dort, my guy's been going uh, is going really well lately. Lugents Dort playing, uh, averaging over thirty fantasy points a game in the past two weeks. Uh, does a bit. He's one of those gets you reasonable points and just a spattering of other stuff types of guys. Uh, very efficient lineup piece in uh, real time fantasy, by the way, and a guy that you could probably grab for a pretty cheap price tag in a trade. Also, like if you're a- looking into your regular league. This sounds like a soccer team you're building. Like you got two guys named Bogdanovich, a guy named Lugens. Yeah, it does. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, and then it rounds out with CJ McCollum for eighty five hundred. So, like I said, it's it's a lot of middle price tag guys. Lou is the only one sub five k at forty eight hundred. The rest are in the high fives to mid sixes range. Uh, it's just a lot of middle pack guys that I think are all in matchups that are good opportunities for them and or have just been upticking. And this is the time to buy reasonably low on them before they become more expensive players. Like, what do you do? I don't know. I don't understand how like you. Don't you just like almost feel obligated to like build a lineup with Giannis? Like, it seems insane to have a lineup that doesn't have Giannis. It does. Yeah, no, it, it certainly does. I mean, like. <laughs> It's really funny. There's just like these guys just going insanely hard right now for sure. But yeah, I I didn't really get a chance to look at the build for one because I couldn't find any super cheap plays I love for tonight's games. At least in the NBA, you get a little bit more clarity in terms of guys that are like not going to play, right? True. Usually, sometimes... There's a little bit of misleading, but not like anything crazy. Nice. Um, any other thoughts, feelings, emotions going into this final weekend of regular season football? Outside of my level of excitement for the Giants making the playoffs? Outside of that, which is a high level of excitement. We're pretty pumped over here. Very fired up. I covered my distaste for the schedule. I think the NFL really did not do a good job with the schedule. There's some serious advantage that some teams have that, and some serious disadvantage that other teams have. Um, we covered that. We covered MVP talk. I don't think I've got a whole lot else on my plate. We'll do a playoff episode next week. Maybe we can like put together some brackets. We'll each build a, a playoff bracket going all the way to the Super Ooh. Bowl with how we see the playoffs 
playing out. I love I love that little bracket challenge. Hell yeah, into that. Um, in general, what uh, aside from that, we should also look up a few of the different like types of playoff challenges across ESPN and Yahoo and stuff, and just kind of play those out as well. Yeah, yeah. to kind of play the various. Uh, there's a lot of different playoff comp. Uh, challenge things that one can enter. I also like those ones that you, it's like a mini fantasy where you play a handful of guys and you get like multipliers for each consecutive week. You're able to use a guy like, so you kind of like try to pick your team. You think is going to the super bowl and play guys off of that team. I think that shit's kind of cool. Yeah. But that sounds like a great plan for next week. That'll be a Friday five playoff edition. Uh, thank you all so much for listening all season long to D2B2 Sports. We've been getting after it every Friday, uh, making our picks for better or worse. Some weeks for better, some weeks for worse. But it's been a shitload of fun doing it, man. Nick, how have you enjoyed our first full season together? I, I love it, man. I enjoy what we do. I enjoy the content that we put out. I have a blast every Friday. We shoot the shit. We have a good time. I mean, being able to do this. With, with a good friend of mine is, is an absolute blast, right? I'm, I'm, I'm honored that we were able to put this together. I'm happy that you, you gave me the opportunity to, to be your, your road dog doing this. And I, uh, I'm excited for uh, a lot of things, man. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to keep branching off and keep putting out more and more content. And I've got a lot of, a lot of ideas. I've got a couple tricks up my sleeve and I, uh, I can't wait to, to watch this unfold brother. Me too, buddy. It's been a shitload of fun. Uh, for everyone listening, if you've listened before, we appreciate it. If you're listening for the first time, we appreciate it. Like, follow, subscribe, like five stars, all, all those various buttons. Click clack away. If it feels good. Click clack. Click clack. Uh, also check out the various good fun media offerings over here. We've got morons of the multiverse dropping every Wednesday, dropping Marvel cinematic universe, fandom content. We've got after the laugh track, it's dropping sitcom fandom talk every Thursday and coming back soon. Our pal, Eric, a member of the after the laugh track team, bringing his video game fandom podcast back the autosave podcast. So check all those various things out as well. If you dig any of those, uh, topics aside from your sports fandom, you know, and keep listening to D2B2 as we drop our various gambling episodes and our various more absurdist episodes. Uh, we actually have a draft we're planning soon that should be out in the next couple weeks that we're excited for you guys to hear. Another really ridiculous fantasy draft. Been a little while since we got to do one, but I'm pumped to do another one. Are you playing any games right now? Video playing game wise? Uh, I actually really haven't been playing any video games recently. A few weeks ago, I went at a, a quick little Spider-Man bender again because that game's still just incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, I play some Mario Party with my gal pal that I've been hanging with. We play some Mario Party. Um, so, you know, dig the Marpar forever. But yeah, other than that, not really video gaming lately. I've been playing a game called Tales of Arise that's pretty pretty hardcore badass game i just picked it up a last week that's a good play yeah nice i i think i'm gonna finally do the next gen upgrade to a ps5 in the spring Uh, i've been holding off on the upgrade for a while but now that that new fucking uh gotham knights game it hasn't been super well reviewed but it's uh next gen exclusive so i couldn't get it for ps4 i was bummed oh that's soft 
Yeah, super soft. But that's okay. That'll give me something to look forward to playing when I finally make the console upgrade, you know? But uh, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Let's close, close out with some uh, life, life advice from Nick and D's. <laughs> yeah, some life advice, man. You got something you want to break off to the people? Gin on the rocks is a terrible choice for a Friday nooner. Oof. God, yeah, that sounds like a bad choice for a Friday nooner. We didn't have a lot in the house. We we had some people over last weekend. We cleaned out the cabinet. I, I didn't really feel like a beer. I found some gin. It's it's not good. You at least got to add some water not, to that bad boy. Even like a, even some water would help. That's that. what ice is, man. Yeah, but I mean like some ice and some actual water in there would have helped a bit. No no sparkling water around, no tonic around. Couldn't uh no tonic. I've got some sparkling water. I uh you know what you know what I've been I've been drinking when I go out recently? Ooh, hit me. I've got on a, a tequila and soda kick. Dude, tequila soda kicks ass, man. You know I love me some tequila. I'm about that action. Tequila and soda's a banger, dude. That's gonna be the, the tw- 2023 is the year of tequila and soda. Nice. Fuck yeah. Big Nick's entering a new new year, new him. Watch We're out, opening folks. New doors. Opening new doors to Mexico. Ooh, Mexican portal. Nice. Hell yeah. That feels like as good a spot as any. I don't really have any life advice other than continue to be kind to each other out there, people. It's a hard world. Be nice to each other. Uh, actually, here's the thing Nick and I have often said to each other. If, if your first reaction as a human to any adversity is to become angry, do yourself a favor and just add like one buffer reaction in first that's not jumping straight to anger. Pick like one thing that's like, I try to do this one thing first, and if that one thing doesn't work, then sure, jump off to your fucking rage. But like just add one little buffer thing that you're like, you know what, I'll try feeling this way first before just immediately leaping to anger. I kind of want to add to this and say that, like, that should be applied even more, like, in the world of the internet. Because I feel like anytime somebody sees something they don't like on the internet, they're always quick to be like, fuck you. <laughs> internet like, is some very reason, easy If you to have do a that. keyboard instead of your voice, like, you're really quick to just be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keyboard warriors, man. Urgh. I agree, dog. I agree. But, Nick, pleasure as always, my friend. Uh, glad we were able to do this as always. And uh, look forward to dropping more hotness on the people real soon. Shout out to everyone that's been listening from the Discord group that I just found out existed the other day. Thanks for tuning into this uh, D2B2 thing. Discord's shout- banging. Discord's banging out there. Uh, thanks for checking our us own, out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be building our own Discord probably sometime in the next six months. I've got a little tentative calendar in my head that will. I love it. That's awesome, man. So yeah, keep an eye for us on all the other social media as well at D2B2Sports on Twitter and Instagram. We haven't really done anything with the Instagram yet, but uh, Twitter's been banging off, you know, sending out tweets and whatnot. So check us out there at D2B2Sports. Peace out, friends. Peace out. Brrr.